It's podcasting time. This is the Just Another Jerk podcast. My name is Jonathan Isaacson. Not sure if anyone out there is listening, but whatever. We're still doing this. So let's talk about that Rona, a.k.a. Coronavirus, a.k.a. Coronavirus Disease 2019, a.k.a. COVID-19, a.k.a. Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, a.k.a. SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, that pandemic that is causing absolute chaos and a lot of horrible, terrible things around the world. As I'm recording this on the 23rd of March, 2020, countries all around the world are going through all kinds of hell. Italy is now going through it in the worst way with over 5,000 deaths. Much of Western Europe is on quasi-lockdown, if not full lockdown. The U.S. is in similar situation. China, which had the worst time initially, has seemingly gotten through the absolute worst of it and is on the downward side of the of the curve. South Korea has been testing extremely aggressively and seems to sort of gotten things under control. And then there's Japan, where I live. Japan confirmed its first case of the coronavirus on the 16th of January, 2020. At least from what I've read, it was a Japanese national who had been in Wuhan where he contracted the disease before returning to Japan, where he was finally diagnosed with the coronavirus. And then there was the whole Diamond Princess cruise ship debacle. The ship was harbored in Yokohama port starting in early February, and over 700 passengers and crew tested positive. The whole quarantine procedure was a gigantic mess, apparently. Though, I mean, honestly, I don't even know what is the best way to deal with nearly 4,000 people who might be contagious. Yeah, I, I don't know what you do with those people. I mean, that's way above my pay grade to try to figure it out. Of course, the commentariat on the Japanese news sites all had their opinions, Uh, many of which I'm sure were asinine, and a few of which may have been really good. Honestly, I wouldn't know. I tend to try my best to avoid those comment sections because even on Japanese news sites, well, they're not immune to the idiocy and the toxicity of the internet comment sections. And what's happened since all of that happened here in Japan? Where do we stand now? Well, kind of in the same place. I mean, obviously, there have been more confirmed cases and more deaths um, since, let's see, that would have been back in February at this point. We're here at the end of March. But there haven't been that many. Now, official reports are that a little over a thousand people have been confirmed to have COVID-19 as of this recording. Now, I should emphasize that that number is not including the 700 plus people from the cruise ship. So if you want to include the cruise ship, uh, the number of people, the confirmed cases in Japan is closer to 1,800. Of course, those are the official numbers. And there's a lot of questions being asked to uh, being asked about why those numbers are so low compared to the rest of the world. Now, I wish I knew. 
I mean, I'm sure everyone wishes they knew. Surely some of it is due to the relatively small number of tests being performed in Japan. Um, It's not, as I understand it, due to lack of test availability at this time. At present, Japan is currently testing well below its capacity of something like 6,000 tests a day. They're not anywhere near that number of tests a day. There have been stories coming out that some people have been refused tests in spite of asking for them. I'm not saying that that did or did not happen. I don't know the full details of those purported situations. There may have been extenuating circumstances that prevented people from getting the tests. There may have been no good reason why the tests were not performed. I do not know. I'm just some jerk with a podcast. So there are quite possibly, some might even say probably, more cases of the virus that have gone undetected so far here in Japan. And the country is by no means in the clear. There are new cases being reported every day with more people dying from the disease. Japan might still see a sharp uptick in the coming weeks or months. I mean, as with a lot of things related to this pandemic, we just don't know. One thing that does seem to be the case, however, is that at least as of right now, we haven't seen any massive outbreaks here in Japan like they've had in Italy or Iran or China, causing hospitals to be absolutely swamped, turning them into triage units, having to decide who gets a respirator and who doesn't. I mean, as as much as the conspiratorially minded among us might believe the government and the media would do their best to cover up a higher number of severe cases and deaths. In this day and age, with all the Twitter accounts in Japan, I really don't think a major outbreak of that scale that was pushing the medical system to the absolute brink of collapse could be covered up. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. As with all this, like I say, I don't know. I'm not an expert in this field. I'm just reporting what I've seen. And I haven't seen anything on Japanese Twitter about just an absolute breakdown in the medical system. Hospitals are not being pushed to the limits yet. Again, could something like what we've seen in China, in Iran, in Italy happen? Could that hap- could that be around the corner for Japan? Possibly. I hope not. But again, I'm not in any position to say that it will go one direction or the other. I can tell you what Japan has done to try to curb the spread. Very early on in the outbreak, uh, Prime Minister Abe was criticized for his handling, especially in early February with the cruise ship and everything around that. Things were not very positive uh, in the coverage of how the government handled the, the outbreak in the out, at the early outset. However, in late February... Uh, Prime Minister Abe requested, now this was not an executive order or anything like that, it was just a request, Abe requested that the schools in Japan close for the month of March, essentially. Most school districts acquiesced to the request, um, including here in Sendai, where I live, as well as the prefecture where Miyagi schools. There are different uh, boards of education that run different levels of schooling, Sendai City Schools and Miyagi Prefectural Schools all closed. 
Now this caused quite a bit of consternation because it was done very quickly, giving parents almost no time to prepare, time to prepare for having their kids home for all of March, essentially. Japan still has a high number of single family, uh, single income families, especially compared to places like the US or Western Europe, you know, places that I'm familiar with, places that are my frame of reference. But yeah, there, there are still quite a few households that have a stay-at-home mom, or also places where people live close enough to their grandparents that grandparents can help with, um, with children. And so I imagine that the thinking was probably, eh, someone will be able to stay home with the kids, it'll get worked out, don't worry about it. But there were enough people who would not be able to count on that. So there was quite a bit of noise made about the problems for people like single mothers, uh, dual income households that couldn't afford the loss of one of those incomes. You know, I don't know exactly the details, but I know some provisions were made for those situations. I don't look at, I don't know all the details, but school closures did happen. And March, in case you didn't know, is graduation season here in Japan. So yeah, teachers and students lost the last couple of weeks of their school year. Um, a lot of schools lost their graduation ceremonies altogether. So there was just no graduation. A lot of places uh, went through with graduation in a very modified form that only allowed the students graduating, uh, parents or guardians, and teachers directly involved with those students, with the graduating students. So usually graduation in Japan in elementary, junior high school, senior high school is an all-school affair. Everyone in school is there. All parents, other relatives, maybe people from the community even. Not this year. It was strictly limited to students graduating, uh, parents, and some teachers. Universities were not as, uh, not as greatly affected by this in most cases, because classes were finished for most places, most schools, by the time this all starts. Um, in Japan, most university classes finish up by late January, early February, somewhere in that area. Uh, my school, our last class is in, I think, about January 20th, and then there's the week of testing period. So by the end of January, my university is done with classes. Um, so yeah, universities weren't as greatly affected by these changes. Graduations were canceled or greatly limited as to who could attend. So, you know, that's a little bit of a bummer for graduating students. It's not really that big of a deal. You know, they got their, their classes finished. They got their grades, all that. Everything was done. They lost their uh, graduation ceremony. And so for me personally, right, I work at, as a university instructor. I haven't seen a lot of effects in my professional life, really. Um, beyond school closures, Japan has also shut down most of its professional sports. I think pretty much all professional sports at this point are closed down. Um, there was a K-1, a mixed martial arts event that went uh, went on like over the weekend, which kind of made a big deal because the organizers went through with it, even though the local government asked them not to, but I don't know all the details about that. But yeah, most professional sports are more or less on hiatus. Um, Japanese professional baseball was in spring training when everything with the coronavirus in Japan started. 
initially they started playing preseason games in empty stadiums. So it was just the teams and support staff, essentially. And I believe as of now, they uh, NPB, Nippon Professional Baseball, the Professional Baseball League here in Japan, they have postponed the start of the season until sometime in April, I want to say. Um, I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I don't really know much about it. Uh, the other big cancellation, well, not cancellation, uh, modification, I guess, is professional sumo. So there was a professional sumo tournament the last couple of weeks, uh, one of the six tournaments every year. And it was held in an empty arena. You could watch it on TV, and it's all sumo is always broadcast on NHK, the national broadcaster. And so you could watch it on TV, and yeah, it was empty. No one was in the stands watching. And there was an actually interesting uh, news report uh, last night about the sumo in the empty arena. And they were talking about uh, the fact that you could hear a lot of things that you normally don't hear because of the fans are being loud and cheering. But without fans, and but still with the solemn nature of a, a sumo uh, bout, it's very quiet at the start. And so you could hear... The impact of two wrestlers crashing into each other. You could hear the sound of a wrestler hitting the ground below the ring. So, yeah. Uh, and in case anyone cares, Hakuho, the Mongolian Grand Champion, won his 44th Grand Tournament. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, Japan has been, you know, it's been canceling events. It has been trying to keep people from being in extremely crowded places but hasn't been doing so terribly emphatically. Oh, and I guess I should say there, there are the, uh, the masks. So as is the case in much of East Asia, people in Japan are in the habit of wearing paper masks pretty frequently. Got a cold? Put on a mask. Hay fever? Mask. Couldn't be bothered to put on your makeup today? Mask and giant sunglasses. So people in Japan wear masks. And I keep seeing conflicting information from medical professionals. These aren't just, you know, some guy in his basement. These are from medical professionals. And they're talking about whether or not masks do any good. A lot of sources will say masks do next to nothing or just flat out nothing. But then a fair number of sources will also say that while, yes, masks are far from perfect, they do at least offer a modicum of protection, especially if you're already sick. So good for protecting people around you from getting sick. I tend to favor the masks for, for the plebes are pretty much useless line of thought. But within Japanese society, masks can play an important social role, showing other people that you are doing your part to help keep others from getting sick. You know, I haven't worn a mask during this time. I don't really have to deal with people very much because I don't have classes right now. I don't see students right now. So really the only people I see with any regularity are my wife and my daughter. Once classes begin again, then we'll see how things pan out. And like I said earlier, there have been fewer than 1,800 confirmed cases, 700 and plus of those from the cruise ship. There aren't panics at the hospitals as of this point. So life is kind of going on as normal in Japan. People are still going out shopping. We still see a lot of people eating in the restaurant. 
as a family, we haven't gone out to eat at a restaurant since all this started. We have gone out to the park a few times. My daughter is almost three and she has a lot of energy. She wants to go down the slide. She loves slides. And Miyagi, our prefecture, only has one confirmed case. It was a man who was on that cruise ship. I know there are very possibly other cases, but it's really hard because my wife is stuck at home with our rambunctious daughter, and getting out to the park is really useful to kind of wear her out. I mean, my daughter, I should wear my daughter out, not my wife. My wife gets worn out just watching after our daughter when I'm at home, when I'm not at home, when I'm at work. So we've been going out, trying to wash our hands as much as possible. You go out, you come home, you wash your hands. That's just what you do. You got to wash your hands. You know, avoiding going to crowded places, especially indoor crowded places, as much as possible. Hoping for the best, even if it is somewhat naive. Now, who knows? Maybe this low count will continue. I'm not hugely optimistic that it will, but I'm hoping even if I know that the odds aren't in Japan's favor. I mean, what happens in a few weeks when schools are expected to resume? You know, uh, it's the start of a new school year in April, usually. What happens? Are schools going to go back as normal? We still haven't heard for sure at my university what's happening. Other universities in my area are postponing the start of the school year. Will we do the same? I don't know. Haven't heard yet. Hope to hear this week. Um, you know, and what happens in a few weeks? Because it's, it's Hanami season. It's the cherry blossoms about to bloom in a lot of places. Will people forego their annual viewing parties? I hope so. But a lot of people probably won't. All of that makes me worried. And what if the conspiracies are right? What if Japan is intentionally keeping the numbers low? What's the end game? What could possibly be the reason to artificially suppress the count? Well, we're seeing one possible explanation playing out right now in the news. The Olympics. Tokyo is supposed to host the Olympics this summer. If Japan were to be facing a health crisis from the virus, that would put the games in serious jeopardy. So having a low virus number having low numbers of, of, pe of people with the virus, that would be good for the Tokyo Olympics. This line of reasoning goes. And, and I get that. The question then becomes, do you really think the stakeholders are cynical enough to manipulate the numbers such that the games, won't go on, that the games still go on despite the, the, the worldwide problems? I don't know. Part of me can see how that might be the case. That part of me wouldn't put it past the politicians, the IOC, to push as hard as they can to make the most money possible. You know, worldwide pandemic be damned. But then there's another part of me that thinks that at least a few people within these groups, you know, these same people, awful as some of them might be, there may be a few decent people in there who are, you know, decent enough to say, hey, this is literally a life or death issue. We can't be playing around with this. Now, maybe that's naive to think that way. And I'll fully admit to that. But again, I'm not sure. I can see both arguments. I can see arguments. I can see both sides of this conspiracy or this way of thinking. Do I think personally the game should go on as planned? Oh, no. Nah. No, 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 no. Not a chance. 
Even if Japan really were able to get through this pandemic relatively unscathed compared to places, other places in the world, those other places in the world are not unscathed. They're going through hell right now in places like Italy. Are they going to be ready in four months' time? Are their athletes going to be prepared? On top of that, even if things are mostly under control come July, I don't see any way the virus will be completely under control by that time. And by under control, I mean in control as much as we have uh, regular influenza in control, right? You think that large numbers of people should go flying around the world to pack into arenas to watch the Olympics right after this pandemic. No, 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 no. Not a good idea. And I saw just a, a, a bit ago earlier today that Canada has pulled their athletes out of the Olympics if they're going to go ahead as scheduled. They will not send their athletes to the summer 2020 games. And I can see... I can easily see other countries doing the same. And that right there is the most likely way I think anyone can get the IOC and the Japanese Olympic Committee to listen to the other members' country, other member countries' concerns. Pull out of the 2020 games. Demand the 2021 games or something. But, I mean, who's going to listen to me? After all, I'm just another jerk with a podcast. All right, I'm going to end it here. And you can find this podcast on Twitter at Just Another Cast. You can email your comments, your questions, your suggestions, your hate mail to Just Another Jerk Podcast at gmail.com. And on that note, I'm about peace.